Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the spiritual, uh, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Amen. You know, back in college, uh, I was talking to a friend who was working uh, at a place where he'd been working for it was about seven years, and he was working over the summer trying to earn that dollar like all college kids do because they need it for school. And he was working with a younger co-worker of his, and he, he said, I was trying to give her some advice. And he said, the, the job was okay for the first few years, but when you get to college, just don't work here. Try and find something different. Well, you know, they tell you you're not supposed to talk about your co-worker's pay. You're supposed to keep that to yourselves. And of course, this high schooler doesn't listen to that. And she says, well, I think the pay is pretty good here. I don't know why I wouldn't want it during college. And he says, Really? Because I can go find a lot better jobs than this for the pay that I'm getting here. She says, yeah, and she told him what, he, what she made. He was pretty irate. He wanted to quit. I, I asked him, I, I said, well, are you at least going to stay there for the last summer? It was like the last year before he was going to quit. He says, it's one more summer. At least you got a secure job for one summer for three months. It's going to be hard to find another one. And he says, oh, no, I already quit. He says, as soon as she said that, I went to my boss and I put my two weeks in. He'd been working there for about four years longer than she had. He was working twice the hours. He was a position above her. His title was higher than hers. He came in to fill all the positions that kids like her always left because they wanted to go hang out with their friends. And so you get a call an hour before the shift and say, can you come work? And, and he said, yeah, I can do that. So he was that kind of guy as he was trying to, to work his way through college. And he couldn't believe that she was making the amount that she was, which was apparently a significant amount more than he was. It's not wrong to be upset about that. It's fairly normal for that kind of feeling to happen because we work in a merit-based reality. You know, we work in a world where when you work harder, you get rewarded more for it. And when you're not rewarded for your harder work, you'll find a place that'll do it for you. You know, when you're in school, you, you work hard and you study harder so you can get good grades. And eventually you, you get into college and you work harder so that you can get scholarships uh, and meet others for that tuition assistance. You know, when you work at a place, you work longer hours, you get more pay, you get recognition from the boss. And if you learn long enough, you get promotions, bonuses, and you get a bigger salary yet. You maybe get some more power and you get people under you. Usually if that doesn't happen, people find they're going nowhere and they try to find a different place to work. Our world works on that merit-based reality. Works can get you somewhere. So why not within the church? Well, as we've been talking in Bible class, the church is not part of the world. You know, it's so easy to sit here and, and to bring the world into the church and to treat the church the same way. To, to think that we can be better Christians by working harder at it and therefore somehow pleasing God even more. To, to think that I'm a better Christian than, than that person because I'm in church every single week. I, I'm a better Christian than that person because I at least volunteer my time. I at least don't do this in my free time when they're screwing up all the time. Somehow thinking that that person is invalid or 
uh, not able to receive the same kind of gifts and blessings and benefit from the Lord that perhaps you do. That makes sense in the world. And in our, our heads here in the church, maybe that makes sense too. But why? Why do we treat the church like that? Why do we think about people within the church like that? I'll take the opinion of Legacy I talked about at the beginning of the service. The opinion of the law. The, the fact that the sinful nature thinks that by doing more or doing better, he can earn favor with God. He can earn greater blessings. He can make God happier because he's doing better things. Therefore, being a better Christian than somebody else. It's strong. It's exactly what the world thinks when it thinks about this merit-based reality that they live in. And it's exactly what the sinful nature is all about. Sin is all about, like I said, me. Sin wants to push out love that looks at the other person as better than themselves and bring it all to me and make me the center of my universe and my reality. Somehow, by doing more, I can put my success on myself. Thereby making me better than others who are not doing as well. And so when things aren't going well, we wonder why we're not getting the praise and the recognition that we think we deserve. We wonder why we're not getting more blessings than the people around us when we've been doing so much better than they have. We we think we're trying and trying and we're not seeing any results from the Lord. Well, it's because that's not the way the grace of God works. It's anti-grace. It's anti-gospel is what it is. This is actually what the, the parable of the workers of the vineyard was all about because Peter before this had entered into that realm of merit-based reality. They had just talked to the rich man who came to Jesus and said, what do I have to do to get to heaven? And, and Jesus says, well, sell all your things and follow me. And this rich man left sad because he was very wealthy. And Jesus says, it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than it is for the camel to go through an eye of a needle. And Peter looks at Jesus and he says, well, Jesus, we've given up everything to follow you. What do we get? And Jesus answers him. He says, look, those who give up everything and follow me, they get thrones in heaven. But before he continues with anything else, before anyone else can ask any more questions, Jesus cuts him off with this parable because Jesus knows the sinful nature. He knows exactly where the sinful nature will go with that. And he wants to make sure that they know that even though they left to follow Jesus and they're going to be rewarded in heaven for it, it's not because they left. It's not because of what they did. Because how God's grace works. The owner of the vineyard went and he found people to work in his vineyard. He went all day looking for people. All the way from morning to late afternoon. He had people working there for, for you know, 12, what, 12, 5, 3, 1 hours, whatever it is. But a big window of time for some people and a very small window of time for others. And of course they all deserve pay because they were working and the owner was going to give them their pay, and he gave them all the same. Now, to the world, that doesn't seem very fair. If you were to work for 12 hours a day, 
and receive the same pay that someone who works two hours a day every day does, you probably wouldn't be very happy. You'd probably want some answers like the gentleman who worked all day in the vineyard. Why? They wanted to know why. They wanted to know why they deserve so much pay and they so little when they've been working all day in the heat of the day, bearing the brunt of the work. Why don't we get more? The only thought it was kind of a foolish question. His answer was, was actually really genius. He told them, I, I'm not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for Denarius? Take the pay and go. I want to give to the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious, maybe better as wicked, because I am generous? As each of those workers received the same pay, the owner made it very clear that what they were paid had nothing to do with how much they worked. How much they got paid all depended on how much the owner wanted them to have. And he wanted them to have all the same. To treat them all equally, to get that same denarius. He has every right. It's his money. And he said, what's wrong if I'm using my money to be generous to these people who have only worked an hour? I can do with it what I want. Can we really be envious or wicked or really really angry at God for using his mercy and grace as he sees fit. For giving the same grace and mercy to those what we would consider quote-unquote Christians who maybe have not earned the same amount or the same kind of grace and mercy that we've received. Why should we be angry? Does God, God not every every right to give grace as he sees fit? To have mercy on whom he will have mercy and compassion on whom he will have compassion? I mean, how do you answer that question? Are you upset just because I'm generous? Can you really be angry at somebody for being generous? It'd be pretty foolish. Especially considering when that generosity was shown to you. This very same generosity. You know, that, that simple attitude can lead to jealousy and to blame. But Jesus wants us to know that it's that attitude that we needed help from in the first place. You and I were shown grace and mercy just like everybody else through faith in Jesus Christ. You may think you've earned a bigger wage than everyone else, but let me tell you, you've earned the exact same wage. All people have fall short of the glory of God, and one of the wages of that, Paul says, death. You got the wage that you've, you've earned? Everybody was given that wage as they walked away from God and all of his ways. The wage of sin is death. God didn't want that for you. He wanted you to have more. He wanted you to have that quote-unquote denarius. 
that full day's wage. So when you've earned a different wage, Jesus Christ has made sure that you were given another one. You and I are no better than any other person in the Holy Christian Church. And yet through Jesus Christ, we are made holy and perfect and righteous. He's earned for us the wage of eternal life when he died on the cross and when he lived a perfect life for you and for me when we fail to do so. You may think that the other person is not a good Christian, but for Jesus Christ, you are all the same workers in the vineyard of God. You're all worth the same wage because of what he has done for you. We don't need to give God standards of what Christianity, uh, what good Christianity looks like or is. He has his own. And thank God through faith you and I have reached that one status of forgiven under him, that we have reached the standard that he demands through Jesus Christ. That's what he's done with his grace and his mercy. That's exactly what mercy and grace are. It's, it's giving you what you don't deserve to have. That is what God has done with his grace. That's how grace works. That is what grace is. And you and I, through faith in Jesus Christ, have all been given that wage of grace. Giving us all the same status before God regardless of our opinion of legacy and what it tells us about ourselves or other people. Our rewards are not here and now. Our rewards are waiting in heaven, thanks to Jesus Christ. And so when you see other Christians, when you see others blessed, even in this world, rejoice for them. Rejoice because they've been shown God's Grace, just as you have. God has given compassion and mercy to them just as he did for you. And you see God share his grace with the rest of the world, even the most evil of people. Rejoice. Rejoice that the grace God wants to give to everybody has reached those that he loves and has called through the power of the gospel. God wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. He wants them to have that denarius. And thanks to Jesus Christ, he's given it to them. The world is definitely based on merit and how much you work. You're never going to find a person in this world who's going to say, yeah, I'll take less if I work harder. You need to make ends meet. You need to do well in school. You need to do everything you have to do to survive. It's understandable. However, our survival in the Holy Christian Church comes from a different source. Not from us, not by what we do, but what Jesus Christ has done for you. Our eternal preservation is based on Jesus. Because you've done nothing for it. There is no measure that we can use against others to judge them based on their merit as well. There's only rejoicing in the Christian church, all those who have faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. So we praise the Lord.
There is rewards of grace, not the rewards of our merits that we would deserve. This is grace. This is how God uses it. This is how God wants to use it. Let us thank him for that. And let us help in that mission that he's given us in this world to do so. Rejoicing always. Amen.